Hello everyone and welcome to this week's weekly update. My name is Jim Babbles, Workplace Relations Legal Officer and here today I have with me Maddie White, Workplace Relations Consultant. Maddie, how are you going? Hey Jim, good to be here. Now Maddie, today we're talking about consultations and mandatory vaccines. Great topic. Yeah, so Jim, I understand that we will discuss a case that addresses the ongoing issue of mandatory vaccinations in the workplace. Yes, that's correct. So I guess this has been a major source of litigation in the Fair Work Commission recently. And you might recall that we previously presented on, you know, the famous case of Kimber v Sapphire. Yeah, so what is the case and I guess the background? Yeah, so the recent case that we've been talking about is the CFMEU v Mount Arthur Coal Proprietary Limited, and it's a Fair Work Commission full bench decision. Um, essentially what occurred is in October 2021, um, BHP had announced that its workforce would have to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 essentially by the end of January 2022. And, you know, this is a New South Wales direction. The CFMEU then lodged a dispute under the local EBA, which is the Mount Arthur Coal Enterprise Agreement of 2019, on behalf of, I guess, around 30 miners who were disputing what they, what was essentially titled the site access requirement. And um, the Fair Work Commission has actually now overturned the particular direction. That is a major development. Um, what happened? Uh, the full bench uh, outlined that in the absence of a, a public health order uh, from you know, government or express contractual terms to require its employees to be vaccinated to gain entry to the workplace, really the basis and the legal base for the direction could only come from what really would be an implied contractual term. And this is essentially, you know, uh, something that um, is implied or is viewed as existing in, in a contract. And this is that the employees must obey the lawful and reasonable direction of their employer. The um, full bench accepted that the, the objective and the purpose of the requirement was essentially to protect the health and safety of the employees and, you know, BHP's Mount Arthur site. Um, therefore, the full bench found that the actual requirement was in itself a lawful direction, really on two grounds. One, that it fell within the scope of employment, and secondly, that there was nothing illegal or unlawful ab about becoming vaccinated, which is very important. But they found that when considering whether the direction was reasonable, uh, the full bench essentially said that BH BHP had failed to comply really with the consultation obligations um, in, in accordance with, you know, the Work Health and Safety Act of New South Wales, you know, uh, which is, you know, a, a model act under under work under IHNS. Uh, the full bench essentially ultimately found that BH, BHP's commitment uh, to its workers really fell short of its consultation obligations under the under the EBA, under the relevant EBA, and he found that BHP immediately asked its employees whether the mandate should be imposed and really didn't provide, I guess, uh, any great detail or any great information relating the reasons, um, you know, reasoning, and, sorry, rationale and data supporting the proposal. And while there was some discussion through this process regarding whether BHP, you know, had had complied with its consultation obligations under the EBA, uh, the full bench noted and found that given that it had made a finding, BHP had failed to comply with its duty to consult under the relevant New South Wales Work, work uh, WHS Act, and it was not necessary for it to be, you know, expressed as a concluded view on on this particular issue.
This case has had media exposure. What is the impact and why has the full bench taken the view? Yeah, listen, it has had some exposure. So, you know, it's very similar to, I guess, to the Kimber decision in that regard. The full bench, I guess, uh, did provide, I guess, some clarity as to the minimum expectations in relation to workplace vaccinations mandates, particularly in circumstances where there is no applicable public health direction or, or you know, express contractual term uh, or even implied contractual term. It stated that if BHP had consulted the mine workers in, in a reasonable way um, before it introduced the mandate, then this would have been, I guess, and I'll quote this, that would have provided a strong case in favour of a conclusion that the site access requirement was a reasonable direction. But importantly, I guess, the full bench noted that the range of factors weighed in favour of the site of the actual um, direction being reasonable and included the following. And there was, I guess, um, about six, uh, six considerations here. One, that it directed at, that it was directed at ensuring health and safety of workers. Secondly, that it had a logical and understandable basis. Thirdly, that it was reasonably proportionate uh, response to the risk created by COVID-19. Four, that it was developed having regard to the circumstances at the workplace. Um, five, the timing for the commencement was determined by reference to the circumstances pertaining, I guess, to New South Wales and the local area at that time. And six, it was only implemented after uh, BHB at the Mount Arthur site had spent a considerable amount of time encouraging vaccinations and setting up a vaccination hub locally for workers. Uh, the decision, I guess, really, if we were to look at it, really is a reminder for employers that absent, I guess, any direction from government uh, or public health orders or express contractual terms or even implied contractual terms, that a requirement that an employee be vaccinated as a condition of site access must be lawful and reasonable. And I guess generally, I guess something a little bit further, uh, when the purpose of the direction is focused on ensuring health and safety of the workforce, it has to be lawful. And the one way that we determine this is whether a direction is reasonable, relevant circumstances will be taken into account. And this includes whether an employer has complied with consultation uh, not only under the EBA, but most importantly, under the um, OHS or WHS provisions. So I guess um, the obligation to ensure full compliance with OHS is important as the duty to the employee is absolutely paramount. Jim, we have different OHS regime in Victoria. Can we draw precedence from this aspect of the decision? Yeah, listen, that's a good point, and, and I guess the short answer is yes, we can. The duty provisions under the, you know, our local OHNS Act here in Victoria uh, from 2004, the OHNS Act of 2004, and the model care are largely uniform and consistent. So can this decision be used to repeal the mandatory vaccines? Uh, listen, no is probably the short answer because it has come up in discussion. This would be very unlikely, and I guess only really the High Court or Parliament, you know, the Federal Parliament, really would be able to do this through enacting legislation. But the, this particular decision uh, and the ruling from it could help, I guess, individual challenges to compulsory vaccinations. What can our members take from this decision? Listen, like the Kimber decision, uh, this is, I guess, a highly emotive subject. I guess the main impact of the decision will, will almost certainly be felt by employers where there is no applicable public health direction or, you know, express con contract terms. And they're relying, I guess, on on uh, 
on, on some implied provisions or you know a, a little bit of um, you know he said she said type situations. Uh, but I guess what he will indicate is um, that he will now be certain that employers must consult and use the consultation provisions of the EBAs moving forward. And this is analogous uh, to say redundancy matters. Final thoughts for us. Listen, consultation is key, and I think the following components I think are, are really going to be absolutely critical. Number one, what is the rationale and the reasoning behind the direction for the mandatory vaccination? I mean, that's pretty clear cut. Two, what information should be provided to support this? And I think that also should also, should also be a little bit uh, clear as well. It really should be, I guess, the health directions from government and any um, medical paraphernalia. Thirdly, how will this information be communicated? I mean, um, really just generic email correspondence might not necessarily cut it. I think we need something a little bit, a little bit more and members probably need, I guess, um, following up through uh, further internal directions or communications and even VHIA bulletins. Uh, for um, has this information reached all employees affected? You know, we really need to make sure that all employees have access to this to this material. Uh, and how will this be evidenced, I think, is, is probably the fifth point as well. Six, is there a mechanism for feedback to be provided by employees in a genuine way? And I think this really needs to be something that needs to be countenanced a little bit by our members as well. Seven, uh, how will this be considered? And what is, I guess, from our perspective, what type of approach uh, will be used to gather that evidence? Eight, I guess, um, other information, other medical information, other medical paraphernalia, um, OHS guidelines are absolutely going to be critical. And timelines is probably the last point that I'll probably bring into, into this process as well, because consultation provisions under ABA also have um, timelines as well. Great. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks, Maddie.